the day and I'll go to school tomorrow. First impressions are incredibly important. Honey, you can make a wonderful first impression. Brenda, how could you? He was a jerk, okay? I've made my choice and I choose me. So Connection Podcast Network listeners, welcome back to Beverly Hills Now to a Noso, a Beverly Hills Now to a No chronological journey here on the North South Connection Podcast Network. I'm JT, and joining me as always is my good friend, Mr. Tim Cable. Tim, how are you? JT, I'm good. After a pretty hectic work week, I've been looking forward to uh, having a little downtime here to enjoy this episode with you and this podcast, and we've got a great uh, returning guest here once again. We do it. I almost feel like you're you're the Brandon of this episode. Like you've been you've been busting it while I'm just out partying all week. <laughs> you've, you've been working your ass off to afford that car. Yeah, trying uh, to get that but new yes, car. Yes, joining us is a returning <laughs> guest. She was here very early in our run, uh, which seems like not that long ago, but also real long ago. It's a, it's an odd time vortex we're in with this podcast, mm-hmm. but um, here we are. She is, of course, the purveyor of the Jenny Position Podcast Network, and that is with Jennifer Smith. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. Right, uh, right on time. I don't even remember when we did that. When did y'all even start this show? How did it always existed? I don't know. Last year. Just, let's keep it. At that. <laughs> yeah, 2021, sometime I believe. Oh, okay. uh, it was actually uh, June 4th. Crazy enough. No. I would have never guessed it was the summer. No. So there, no. Me neither. There's no way. But we've been consistent. I'm excited. We've been consistent, and we're more than halfway through season one now, by far. Mm -hmm. So we're cruising. Yeah. I mean, I keep counting them down. I I think it's a good thing that this first season doesn't have the the high episode order that later seasons (laughs) do. I I think we need that that little little bit of motivation. If we can get past the first season, we'll be like, okay, we can do it. And those uh, those thirty plus episode seasons will not feel as daunting. <laughs> no, it's nice to see a finish line in place here for season yeah. one. So, uh, Jenny, since you've been on before, we already know your uh, relationship with the show, so we can mm-hmm. just go ahead and dive right in Let's and talk about the episode fifteen of season one, "A Fling in Palm Springs," aired February twenty first, nineteen ninety one, to a ten point three rating. And it's a very uh, interesting episode. It's actually one, as I watch it, one of the few here in season one that I really recalled once I once I get rolling and it got into mm-hmm. the Palm Springs setting, it all kind of flooded back. Like this is one that stood out to me as I was watching it. So that was cool. Yeah, uh, same uh, here. Real similar story. When I when I was watching the show, um, when I found the show on syndication and started watching it from the beginning. Um, I talked about how the first episode I managed to catch was Slumber Party, and I remember distinctly watching this one shortly thereafter. And it's like the second episode I can remember watching, like at the time, you know, back in the '90s on on the WB or WGN, whatever the hell it was. And as we'll see, we it's got some pretty memorable cameos uh, characters, so like that stand out and easy to recall yeah. once you see them. So. Uh, all right, so let's dive in. Uh, we start very hot with Dylan and Brenda making out in his car. We're at night, we're at a park, and Dylan is ready to get it in. Uh, but Brenda's still not ready. She's like, ah, and he's like, come on. You know, he's like breaking out all the, the uh, 
just all the moves and all the come on brand it's been long enough you know it's been three months you know he's like he's ready to go he's at the breaking point and uh you know he says well you know she's like not tonight basically not in your car not not right now and he's like all right well how about next week president's day weekend (laughs) yes Classic sex weekend. I will say it does usually fall around Valentine's Day. So, I mean, he's not wrong, I guess. But was President's Day already a thing in 91? Like, it wasn't still the Washington and Lincoln's birthday deal? That's I mean, isn't that kind of the same thing, though? Like, I guess. Was it already known as that? Well, see, look, I (laughs) I grew up in Virginia. Virginia's all fucked up. (laughs) <laughs> where, we had, where we had, I shit you not, Lee Jackson King Day in the oh, 90s, <laughs> as in two Confederate generals and Martin Luther King, <laughs> all on the same day. Well, they have a lot for like 10 years, for like <laughs> fucking 10 years, this was acceptable in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Uh, they got rid of it in the t- in the 2000s. So uh, we we have um, we have Martin Luther King Day, and of course. Um, as every state has, like, it's something like Confederate History Day or something, which which is some mm. weeks removed um, from MLK Day. It's, and I think we've even sort of gotten rid of that now, finally. But it's a shit show. It is. I guess it moved way before. I thought it was still around when I was a kid, but so. Washington's birthday was celebrated on February 22nd from 1879 until 1971. Then they had the Uniform Monday Holiday Act, uh, officially moved it to the third Monday in February, which could occur from the 15th to the 21st. It eventually became known as President's Day. Uh, It is most often an occasion to remember all U.S. presidents to honor Lincoln and Washington's birthday together. So it actually doesn't say when. So it was in 71 that it moved to Monday, but Mm -hmm. I don't know when it became... President's Day. President's Day. I feel like in my lifetime, I I remember it as being President's Day. Um, You remember being Washington's birthday and Lincoln's birthday? No. I I do remember them being separate. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. I mean, I think informally I would hear people say that, but this could have been a state by state thing. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah. Well, just say Lincoln's birthday was never a U.S. federal government holiday. The third Monday in February remains only Washington's birthday in federal law. Many states oh. renamed it Washington's birthday as President's Day or Washington and Lincoln Day for the two of them. Okay. So Lincoln they just days. lumped Lincoln in there for Yeah. Days. I still can't yeah. find when. So maybe it never was. Maybe it was always just like. It may not. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was just like always on calendars with at school or something. Right. Like, you know, Lincoln's birthday observed or something like that. And then. Um, President's Day. I'm curious about this Federal Monday holiday <laughs> holiday act. Right. right now. How many holidays did they move to Mondays? It was uh, Veterans Day. Or it's Washington's birthday. Memorial Day. Labor Day, Columbus Day, Veterans Day. We're all oh, moved shit. to Mondays. Were those not always on Mondays? Holy yeah. shit. So Washington's birthday was formerly February 22nd, so whatever day that fell on. Memorial Day was always May 30th. Oh, um, whatever day that fell on. Okay. Labor Day was already always September 5th. Columbus Day was always on October 12th. And Veterans Day was always November 11th. Hmm. So 
Those That's all, oddly know. mind-blowing. Because it is. Never would have thought about it. I mean, it made sense, I guess, right? Because they wanted to increase the number of three-day weekends, it says, mm-hmm. to create, you know, it was a goal of the travel industry. So, sure. um, I remember Veterans Day was November and Pride of the Act and returned in 1978. I thought I remember Veterans Day floating, but I guess not. I don't know. I have a lot of weird ass fake memories apparently about holidays. <laughs> I always remembered like even like Columbus Day, you'd get like four days from school. I thought like two like Monday and Tuesday, but I don't know if I made yeah. that up way somewhere. I'm trying to I'm think, we even got Columbus Day off. I question all your childhood memories now. Yeah. Perhaps you've just been lying. Well, plus you know you you also got random um, week long vacations from school in the middle of February, right? Which I, I never still a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I never have understood how, how you got a break in February <laughs> without doing like a year round school type gimmick. No, it's a I, week in February and a week in April. April's like usually right around um Easter generally. Yeah, yeah we got Not that. Always, we always got that one. That was our spring break, but we never got like a, a, a February. I mean we would get winter break in December, like through Christmas and New Year's. But we wouldn't have anything, I mean, other than random one-off days, we wouldn't have another big break until spring. It's always yeah, usually, like, I, around President's, around Washington's birthday, around President's Day, um, because, like, that Monday, the holiday, and then you get, like, the rest of the week, usually. So, like, yeah. my kids are off, like, this year, like, starting the, whatever it is, like, 21st. I feel like President's Day ranked... Fell pretty poorly when we ranked the holidays randomly right. that one time. I think so too. It's towards the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's the winter, so it's like yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a shit one. Yeah. But look, what we don't live do? in Beverly Hills, mm. so right. we we have right. a different. Is that what we're talking about? about? Yes. What a <laughs> so, that was so Dylan Dylan wants to bang on on Washington's birthday to celebrate the the first president, <laughs> uh, but Brenda says she'll be in Palm Springs with Kelly and Donna. So Dylan offers to say I'll go to. I'll get us a room and there'll even be a cover story. So you can tell your mom and dad that you're going to see them. They'll drop you at my hotel and we'll have the weekend to ourselves in Palm Springs. So he's really bringing the heat. He's trying to make a magical President's Day weekend, Tim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, would you turn Dylan McKay down President's Day weekend? Fuck no. Mm. I don't I'd know how like, he can. Yep, let's do that. Uh-huh. I'm in. I don't think I could wait. Mm-mm. Especially in Palm Springs. Right. Make him wait two months. What are we doing? <laughs> Not too <laughs> so we had to we had That's to Casa Walsh. Yeah, well, they've been dating two months. Oh, two months. Okay. Yeah. We had to uh, Casa Walsh, where Cindy is uh, concerned that no parents will be in Palm Springs. But Brenda talks her down, says it's a ritual. This is what all the kids do in this town, in this area. They all go to Palm Springs on President's Day weekend. <laughs> it's an annual <laughs> festival. Yes. Uh, Brandon comes in. He wants a new car. And he shows Jim – I was a little confused about his approach, but he shows Jim uh-huh. a brochure of a guy that could fix up and restore an old car for just $25,000. Uh-huh. And I don't know if that was his way of saying, like, it would be cheaper to buy me a new one, yes. or was he actually asking for this fix-up? I couldn't tell. No, I think Jimmy, it was angling for the new car. I think so, too. And yeah. the nerve of this kid <laughs> chatting, up, chatting up Big Jim – President's Day weekend for twenty five grand <laughs> put towards either repairs or 
or a new car, whatever it is, after totaling Mondale and getting a fucking DUI <laughs> not four episodes like, ago. Whatever. Like, how much is he working and how much is he making it work? To justify saying, I'm working my ass off, you should do this for me. Like, he's not he's not working that hard. No, it's just it's a little part-time job in high school. Like, who cares? You know, it's, it's still, you got a DUI. Like, I would never live that down, let alone just be like, oh, blasé about it four weeks later, you know? I totally, yeah. totally didn't think about the DUI angle. But now that you say that, it's like, that is fucking hilarious. Can you imagine, like, you get a DUI when you're a junior in high school, Jenny. Yeah. And you go to your mom, whoever. Oh, it's 25 grand, you know, they fix up new... new See, it had to be an angle. It had to be an angle. Like, he was trying to say, like, I mean, you could buy me a different car, or we get us pay 15... I mean, 25 grand for this one. So I think mm. it was his way of showing, like, look how crazy it is to fix this car. Why don't we just get a new one? But who's who, who did 25 grand? Like, is he That's, saying, like, it's almost like a res- restoration to, like, antique status or something? You know what I mean? Like, I they, they so. really, like, soup up, I guess. Yeah, I think so. That seemed to be what he was driving home. It was like a restoration type deal where they're using right. not just, um, you know, modern day parts um but but somehow restoring it to like its original status um which i don't know how all that works but whatever. yeah i don't know that mondale looked all that great i don't know originally no no all right well he's also a little riled up because he can't go to palm springs he has to work all weekend and he says i work hard and i don't complain <laughs> jim has one of his best deadpan lines so far he goes yeah you do yeah you are <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking complaining right now, buddy. Like, <laughs> uh, all right, so we go to school. David and Scott are excited. They are going on President's Day weekend to Magic Mountain, and they got a big trip planned. They're going to go on the roller coasters. They're all excited. Uh, and Steve kind of gives them some shit as usual and says he invited everyone to his big house in Palm Springs, the big Sanders uh, mansion in Palm Springs. And uh, he just found out from his mom that it's being fumigated. Oh. Um, on President's Day weekend. So they can't go. It's, they're out. You, now the house is you know what's funny about that is in the Slumber Party episode, when, when Brandon – in the B-plot of the Slumber Party episode, when Brandon and Steve pick up the chicks and they have their whole cover story about how they're, you know, so, so much older and, and more worldly than they really are. They're these hip bachelors with their apartments in Beverly Hills and – the girls are like, oh, let's go back to your place. The excuse they give them why they yes, can't go back yes. to their apartment, oh, it's being fumigated. So that comes yes. back around. That, that's I don't know if that's a deliberate callback. I feel like it kind of has to be. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. I think it you don't was think just, so? I think it was, they weren't the even thing. connecting the dots, yeah. Hmm. I mean, maybe, but I don't know. It just seems like an easy reason to say they couldn't use the house. I mean, I guess they could have said, like, she's having a party there or something, and you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. soiree. But anyway, the Sanders house. or not, it works. I thought it's funny. So David comes over and he reveals his grandparents have a huge house in Palm Springs and they're on a world cruise. And, you know, since the divorce, they've kind of been willing to do whatever to make them happy. And uh, it's basically, you know, open for use whenever because mm. they want David just to not be upset over this divorce. Uh, and so he, Steve starts kissing his ass a little bit and says, you know, maybe we could use the house and David bites. 
So he's like, yeah, you know, we're friends, right? So after mm-hmm. torching him a minute ago, he's mm-hmm. he's all in on being his buddy. So now Steve's got to get to work on trying to convince everyone that it's cool that we're going to hang out with David Silver this weekend. <laughs> so he tries Classic to talk to Steve. Brandon. <laughs> he talks to Brandon. And he says, come, come on, you got to come. This is a huge weekend. You can't miss this. Brandon says he's going to work. And Steve says, he ha- and he's Brandon's like, why don't we go next weekend? And Steve's like, no, it has to be this weekend. Nobody misses President's Day. It bumps Brandon. Nobody. <laughs> you can't do it. And Brandon's like, well, I'm not going. I am going to miss it. I have to work. I can't get out of work. And he's trying to angle for the car and prove himself. And after his big speech to Jim, he can't possibly then say, I'm taking three days mm-hmm. off to no, go to Palm no Springs. Uh, so Donna's got a bunch of bags, which for some reason she has them at school. So I guess are they leaving right from school? What the hell? I, guess. I wondered about it. I guess. It sure looks like that. That yeah. that Friday, they're like, they're, they packed their shit, <laughs> took it with them. And okay. I guess they're, they're not even going home. They're going straight to Palm Springs. I swear to which, I mean, you got to get there early to beat traffic, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Is she? What is she doing with these bags in school? Maybe she got dropped she off and she carried around from yeah. class to class. Put Drag them around in her locker, probably. Maybe. In her it locker, like a very... could fit her locker. They were three big luggages. You could put like maybe one in the locker, and then she's got to lug the other one around to all her. That's a very Donna thing to do. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe she's luggage. kept them like in the in the, one of the offices or something. Uh, yeah, they have like baggage claim <laughs> baggage the check the, yeah yeah, that, yeah. yeah. the bellhop they're in beverly hills they have the a rich are different yeah, yeah. Sure. Different. well kelly's busted her up like how much freaking stuff are you bring into this trip <laughs> um but they're, they're jones and they're ready to see some, see some guys in palm springs they're they're horny she says uh, you have to dress for the different guys you can't dress uh, right. the same right. for different guys exactly okay well either way they're uh they're they're horned up and ready to roll so David tells Steve uh, Scott, I'm sorry, that they can do Magic Mountain next weekend. He's got to go to Palm Springs now. He offered his house, and this is his chance to hang with to Kelly with Kelly and Donna and Steve. And uh, what's not really explained is that why can't Scott come <laughs> to Palm Springs? Because he even says he's like, I've never been. Nerd. <laughs> well, he well, says I've never been. Is, yeah, I guess thing. it's hinted at. Is it hinted at that like he's not allowed? Like. Because we've had that before where his parents like kind of poo-poo things. So I guess it's possible we're just supposed to uh, assume that there's no chance his parents are going to let him go on this trip unsupervised to Palm Springs. Oh, he took it like David didn't want him around. I kind of did too. Well, Scott also says something to the effect that uh, their tickets, their free passes or whatever are only good. For the one weekend at, at Magic right. Mountain. But you would think David being Scott's best friend would be like, come on, man, this is a much better offer. Forget Magic Mountain. Right. We can do that whenever. You know, you got to come with. But he really doesn't. He really doesn't push. No, he issues. doesn't sell him. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm going to go with hybrid here. I'm going to go with he didn't want him there. So he didn't push. But also he knew there's no way he's Scott would be able to go. Well, I don't think so, because later in the episode, there's something that David says. Yeah, but that could I think he what he was saying is like he didn't know his that there'd be supervision there. I think uh, he's saying okay. he'd bring him That's back true. when like mm-hmm. to like visit his grandparents or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like for this, I think they're thinking because it was. I mean, his parents wouldn't even sign off for him to do the AIDS thing. Remember the um <laughs> right. sex talk <laughs> like so, and that was in school. So I think Scott's parents are are uh, hardcore. They put the kibosh, guns yeah, only. 
Uh, all right, so David's all David's all hyped. The uh, the girls uh, eh, on this new plan that Steve's concocted. He's trying to sell, he's working hard to sell them on it. He's like, look, it's gonna be fine. We're gonna you know have a party. It's fucking whatever. We'll just ignore Silver and do our own thing. <laughs> David's like, I can't wait to have you all at the house. And they're like, oh, God. Like, so we're still in very much like David's a nerd and we don't want to be around this this kid. Mm-hmm. Kelly kind of. Um protests about that aspect of it like she's being a bit bitchy but she's also directing all of it at steve so you can kind of tell that her issue is not so much with with david individually um it's just kind of an excuse for her to to go at steve and Mm -hmm. you know blame him for for ruining this it's always fun to blame steve for it's always steve's fault (laughs) according because it usually is honestly well yeah especially this first season right all right, so we head back to the Peach Pit. Brandon's working, and he's talking to a little kid named Curtis. Uh, Curtis wants mac and cheese, which is not available on the menu. Uh, we see that Curtis is flying solo here, and he's definitely being a little acerbic, a little sarcastic. Him and Brandon clearly have a little rapport going on, so it's not the first time uh, Kurt's been here. And he mocks Brandon's bracelet. And Brandon says, did he say Brazilian? I missed the country. He said Guatemalan. Guatemalan friendship mm. bracelet. Um, and he says it's cool. Guatemalan is cool mm-hmm. to have. And uh, Curtis is not uh, buying it. But, uh, Jenny, what are your first uh, thoughts on Curtis here? Okay. Um, his, he, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the black-eyed children phenomenon. Um, it's like a. The <laughs> what? It's like a like a supernatural. This is a horror movie thing. No, it's like it's like an urban a legend kind of thing where. Okay. The story is that like, at somebody's house in the middle of the night, you'll get a knock on the door and it'll be these kids and it'll be like, you know, we need help, but they're acting all weird. And then when you get a glimpse of their eyes, they're all completely black eyed, right? Oh God. But then these people and like if you let them in the house, weird stuff happens. Like you have memory loss and. Anyway, just all these stories. You can just Google blackout children. Anyway, this kid looked like that to me. Because um, <laughs> he was a little creepy. But also, he was kind of sad, so it was a little bit of a Home Alone vibe, too. Um, a horror Home Alone vibe from this child. Well, that's the vibe I get, and I was going to note it later. But yeah, it's like, as we go, it feels like... I mean, and, and Home Alone had just come out, right, in 1990? December 90, I think, is Home Alone. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it felt very much like they were trying to capitalize a bit on, okay, this kid looks a little bit like Macaulay Culkin, mm-hmm. and we're going to kind of play that up a bit in how he acts. So we'll talk more about it, I think, as we go, but um, that's the vibe I got, for sure, that they were... Um, trying to capture that home alone craze that was going on right now with a kid. I mean, he looked, he didn't look just like him, but it was, you could tell when they, when they put the ad out for the casting call, it was like, send us people who look like Macaulay Culkin. Kid who looks like Macaulay Culkin, who isn't Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. Yeah. He had like the blonde bowl caught and the kind of like dead eyes, dopey eyes. Yeah. (laughs) Looks looks like he has, never mind. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so more on the movie. Uh, all right, so we say. go to we're back on the highway. Steve is driving David to Palm Springs, uh, in the in the uh, convertible. David is videotaping the whole thing. Of course, oh my god, which what would a later become nerd. a yeah. documentary on Hulu. Uh, the girls are driving behind them. 
This is we saw this footage in um, the the Kid Ninety documentary about it's, it's, it's um, sort of it. Yes. Um, we see all the partying uh, that's already. By the way, that was like my child. I feel like she ripped me off, and that that, that I should have been. You know me. what? Yeah, I believe you. All right, we see all the partying's already underway. This felt very hot tub time machine to me, uh, where they come in and it's like everyone's out partying, and it almost felt like this weird like time travel throwback when they get there, um, because the streets are just filled. It looks like this looked to me like Boca Raton, 1988, Florida spring right. break more than anything yes. else. It's just like yes. everyone's just like out on the streets partying it up. That may have been the B-roll that they used for this, <laughs> quite possibly. As someone who took trips to Boca Raton in the late 80s, this is exactly what it felt like. Uh, yeah. So Steve tells tells David it'd be cool, and because uh, he's already getting, like, he's like, oh my god, look at all the girls and everything else. And David says, should I just give, like, a cool Johnny Depp-type attitude? And Steve just, like, stares at him. It's like, God, mm. what are we doing? It's gonna be a long mm. weekend. Uh, so they pull up next to Kelly and Donna and Branda, who were in Kelly's car, and she's already given Steve shit. Like, basically, they have no faith that this is going to be fun in any way with Silver around, which is crazy to me in a way, because I know he's a nerd, but it's not like he's like a narc. It's like he's Andrea, I guess what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah, he's yeah. not like that kind of like he wants to party and please them. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of exactly the kind of guy you want to host you because he'll do whatever the hell it takes to mm-hmm. make you happy. And right. make this a fun time. Like they should be excited to take advantage of this situation, and they don't have to worry about it being like a boring, like type of nerd. Like he's just like a young goofy nerd, but he yeah. wants to party. He he does, and you're right. But he's also highly annoying. He creeps on the girls. You know, mm, that's true. Quite he a did bit. videotape this on the party, right? So <laughs> like he, it's 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 not like. I don't know. It's just an annoying, it's like a fly in the room. Like, it's just like, mm-hmm. dude, like, seriously, come on. But, I mean, you're right. He is very eager to please them, and he thinks they're awesome. So you kind of need that around. They probably think because of his inexperience and, and their own lack of exposure to David Silver that he probably can't deliver on these promises. Mm-hmm. Like, they have no confidence that he can really come through with this, uh, yeah, okay, he's got his grandparents' place for the weekend, but maybe it's a dump, you know, which I don't know what a dump in Palm Springs looks like, but <laughs> it may not be up to the standards of these these Beverly Hills rich kids. Right. All right, so, <laughs> so Kelly's not happy, <clears throat> but they're going to figure it out. David goes to get a snack from the vending machine on the side of the road for some reason. Like, I mean, were they parked? Like, I don't, I don't know why it's he like got out. It's like a gas station. I guess it is like kind I, yeah, of stuck I think in they traffic or gas. something. Yeah. 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 All right. So he goes. All right. So they stop to get gas and uh, he goes to get a snack from the snack machine. And this local chick who I don't want to call her gothish, but she's a little more grungy than the Beverly Hills type girls. Like, mm-hmm. um, so she's flirting with him and, uh, you know, they're chilling and we find her name is Tuesday mm. and David is definitely intrigued and, uh, you know, he hangs in. He he does what he later tells Steve that he was going to do was play it like Johnny Depp, uh, which he tells him excitedly after. So he's kind of playing it cool. It reminded me of 40 year old virgin when uh, <laughs> when he does the uh, what's it called? the um, do you like to do it yourself? Yeah. Yeah. But what's the, he says uh, it's like a character he said he was going to do. I forget who he does, but. 
Um, oh shit! Yeah. It's one of those shows I don't watch, like CSI or so. It's like one of those. Uh, <laughs> oh god! I keep wanting to say David Blaine, but it's not David Blaine. It's something like. It's just something like anyway, I'm gonna do it so, like David Blaine. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna play cool. Uh, so he invites her to to the house to the party, and Tuesday says, "Cool, I'll bring my friends." So, uh, business pick it up. David's having the he's on a heater of a lifetime right now. Must <laughs> <laughs> have two kids at his his house, and he just met a girl that flirted him up. Yeah, and, and has promised to deliver more girls. Yes. Mm. Is this girl hot? What do y'all think? Uh, um, I mean, Tim's definitely the guy to ask. Yeah, I'll definitely. Yeah, I was definitely asking him. I mean, she seems cute. I don't know that she's hot. She's definitely got that like. Would she turn before... you, Tim? No, she would not turn me. No. <laughs> okay. Um, she's no Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Let's face it. <laughs> um. She's got that that grunge before grunge was a thing mm. look going right. on. But as we're going to see, that's maybe more of a punk or biker mm. aesthetic. Um, more more to be revealed on on this uh, situation with her. Yeah, I think um, for this part of the country, probably not. But like in Rhode Island, mm. pr- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She'll probably be doing okay. Um, she's a Woonsocket seven. Yeah, well, Woonsocket, she's like, she'd clean up. Uh, she'd clean Woonsocket up. Okay. 12. Woonsocket 12. Oh, wow. Palm Springs five, maybe. Yeah. Um, so we're it's back like over, I guess. Line, I feel like. I guess we're already still at the gas station. I don't know where we are yeah. at this point, but yeah. Kelly, Brenda, and Donna are talking about um sex and brenda reveals like what's going on because obviously they're dropping her at the hotel and you know kelly jokes that brenda's the last one to do it well donna's standing right there so i don't know if donna's lying about it at this point or they just don't or just kind of it is interesting yeah it is interesting the way donna kind of jumps in there yeah she's like oh no you're not she's kind of reassuring her without saying i've never done it either but so maybe it's not like a known fact yet yeah probably not I guess we'll find out. Right. So, um, because Donna also says, like, she's trying to help, and then she's like, but I have no clue. So she kind of lets on that mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. doesn't know what she's doing either. Um, Kelly makes her, like, as usual, that <laughs> she brought protection. She's very high on the safe sex, mm-hmm. Kelly. Is, oh, so. yeah. And Brenda basically says, I just want to get it done. I'm, I'm tired of freaking talking about it. <laughs> like, I, I just, I'm done. I'm just, that's the correct attitude, it. I feel like. Yeah, just treat it like something to check off on your to-do list yes. get done get it done yeah. and move along Lose uh, so we go to the check part. <laughs> right let's get it on. and it's not like it's some um, scrub i mean you know dylan, it's fucking it's, dylan. Yeah. And, and i mean Palm Springs, on. you know hot hotel i mean she she's kind of living the life for her first time gotta say no no kidding and having a, a more experienced boyfriend i mean has has yeah. its advantages i'm sure yeah, it could be a lot worse than where she's at. So, yeah, I guess she doesn't <laughs> have that perspective at a, as a sixteen-year-old or whatever. <laughs> True. True. If this so she this... never dies, Aaron would be like, "What was your first time like?" <laughs> 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 I was waiting for it. It like, wasn't with Lindsay. It was a chilly autumn night <laughs> in the dorm room. Um, all right, so Brenda heads in uh to the hotel to meet Dylan, but there's no record of him uh being there at the Desert Palm Mirage. And 
now she's panicking. She's very confused because she did not write down the name of this hotel. And the guy at the desk is like badgering her. He's like, did you write it down? Did you, you know, do this? Did you do that? And she's like, no. And now she can't, she doesn't have her wallet either. She left it in Kelly's car. Jeez. So just com- complete shit show. She's like, was it the Pop Desert Mirage? I don't know. Like, you know, she's completely lost now. Uh, no clue where Dylan is. So she's at the front desk of this hotel with a very angry bellhop or concierge, whatever. And, uh, no clue where she's supposed to be and no way of contacting Dylan. And to me, this was, we actually haven't had too many of these, Tim, but it's definitely mm-hmm. like one of our first where if cell phones existed, the premise wouldn't work. Oh yeah. She would have oh, just yeah. called or texted him and found out exactly where he is. Um, but in this world, no chance. And the, on top of that, she's also stranded because Kelly and Don have already left. They didn't do the whole, make sure she gets checked in and she's, she's settled. Barely they dropped her at the front door and took off. So Mm -hmm. she is, she is stuck there, which as you said, is a very nineties problem. I, I had that as a nineties moment in fact, because Mm -hmm. it's, it's the only way this, this problem exists. And uh, I, I like her point about, she's complaining that every, hotel and resort in Palm Springs is named the Palm Desert or the Desert Palm or the Mirage Desert Mirage <laughs> Palm something like just like how many fucking hotels with the same name are there mm. so she is uh, panicking big time David uh, gets to the house with Steve, Kelly, and Donna. He's giving them the tour. He kind of gives them some history of family drama. <laughs> What's going on? How we got here? And none of them yes. give a shit. And he says, like, well, wait till you see the back. So they go out, and there's this awesome pool. And up behind, like, you actually had to go upstairs, like, these little stairs, like, behind this rock. Yeah. And embedded. It's like the Legends in- of the Hidden Temple set. It was awesome, right? Up there. It was an intense setup. Yeah. And up behind the little rock wall behind the pool, um, which I guess was probably a slide as well, right into the pool yeah. if you're going up there, Ooh, um, yeah. was an embedded hot tub. So he's like, wait till you see the hot tub. They turn the corner and there's grandma and grandpa. I think they're on the dad side, right? With his. Yes, yeah. they they do establish these are Mel's who we we haven't met Mel Silver yet, right. but they they are Mel's parents who. Yes. Uh, it just feels so badly for David through this ongoing divorce apparently. Right. So they're in the hot tub snuggling up and everyone's shocked. And they're like, David, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh, fuck. And like, everyone, oh, you know, no. everyone else is like, well, here goes our party weekend. Graham's like, oh, yeah. In the pool. Yeah. They're necking in the pool, too. They're no, they're, they're not. Uh, naked. Not naked. Necking. Necking. Oh, necking. I was like, no, they yeah. were wearing bathing suits. Not naked. No, they, they are clothed as far as we know. But um. They're about to, I mean, they're, they're getting pretty hot and heavy. Yeah, yeah, they're trying to get it in, right? Yeah, I mean, if he... For sure, they're, they're up setting up for it. A few minutes later, it might have been a different scene. <laughs> I wish we had gotten that scene. Look at another Swingers episode, like uh, Jim and Cindy <laughs> when we're on exactly. vacation. All right, so Grams and Gramps uh, make some food and some ice cream, and they're all in the kitchen. They're talking about the trip. Everyone's kind of bored. They're kind of angry. As they're telling the story. So we're trying to establish it. Yes, the vibe has been killed. Uh, they decided to end their big world tour early because there are too many old, boring people on the tour. And they were like, this is stupid. Like, why are we here? We're miserable. Let's just get home to our beautiful house in Palm Springs and, and live like we want to live. Uh, so they're happy because now they're here with David and his friends. 
And, you know, David's kind of like, well, yeah, maybe you guys should get some rest. And you can tell he's already, like, very antsy because he knows everyone else is, like, aggravated. And now mm-hmm. he's the go-between. And Grandma and Grandpa basically say, like, why don't we stay up late? We'll have some snacks and we'll get to know each other. It's uh, the last thing everyone wants to do. Yeah. Aren't they the cutest fucking things they are. you've ever seen? They don't give David shit. For sneaking into mm-hmm. their fucking house and bringing a bunch of teenagers in there. Yeah, not, a bunch of strange kids. They don't. They don't even know. They, like, they are overjoyed and thrilled, and they are cool as shit. So, I mean, I get it. They're teenagers. They don't understand, but I want to vibe with this couple. Me too. That was exactly what I thought. Like, I, I equal parts of me want to hang out with uh, Grandma and Grandpa Silver. Mm-hmm. And eat snacks with them all night and listen to their stories. Yes. And the other part of me just wants to be Grandma and Grandpa <laughs> Silver because they are role models. <laughs> that Goals, being right? rich ass grandparents, like especially this level of rich ass grandparents, yeah. is like goals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's like, uh, yeah, because you look at, you look at, okay, rich ass Jim and Cindy are like one tier of goals, mm. but when Jim and Cindy get a little bit older, you know, that's, that's where you want to be with, mm-hmm. with the, the rich ass grandparents of David Silver. Like that, th- this is, this is what's going to guide you through life. I feel like. Yeah. And I think it even gets more of that as we go too. like, mm-hmm. I think here mm-hmm. they're still playing it up a little bit. Like they're a little boring telling war stories of their trip and, you know, like the vibe is killed, but as we'll see, it grows even more that, you know, they're, uh-huh. they're the cool ones and, and David's freaking out for no reason. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, Brenda is completely melting down inside the hotel <laughs> and in comes Tom, the bellhop and Tim, I was like, uh-huh. Freaking Stuart. Yep. <laughs> <I'm> like, yep. <laughs> Sure is. Like, what are we doing? I'm like, so then I look it up and I'm like, yeah, okay, I confirm it is Stuart. And then mm-hmm. I'm trying to reconcile in my head as this is going, like, is it meant to be him? Right. And I'm like, no, um, no way. And then I realize, no, they just like this actor enough, I guess, to bring him back. Later. Yeah, well, I mean, it's funny. It does get you thinking because it's like, is this the same character just at opposite ends of his life? It's, you know, <laughs> right. So. Here in this early he season one, he's this yeah, he's this thirsty bellhop, and then he's <laughs> later on, he's he's this like rich, um, like social kind of character. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, they they have different names. Uh, this is not Stuart. This is Tom, apparently the bellhop, who is yeah. But there could really, be a world where it could be like a Shang Chi situation. Where um, like he's really rich named Stuart, but he he's trying to live a life away from that right now. Yeah, the prince. And so he just like uses a yeah. fake name and works at the hotel, you know, and then and then he caves by the time we meet him again and he goes back back goes yeah. back home and becomes that's it. that's it. That that could be. Yeah, that's that's just one of those unre- unrevealed uh mm-hmm. spelling vision universe side <laughs> stories, I think. But I popped big time when he showed up because I'm like, what I the hell? Too. I'm like and he's good. I mean, I could see maybe why they brought him back. Like there was some instant chemistry with him and him and Brenda. So, mm-hmm. not bad. Um, but he is bold as shit because, <laughs> yeah, he is. like, she she explains what's going on. He's like, "Well, you can just stay with me." <laughs> like, <laughs> this is like every Sunday afternoon or Saturday afternoon special. Whatever. Like, no, like Brenda, do not go <laughs> stay at this guy's house. <laughs> uh, like, you don't know floor. where you are. Yeah. yeah, he's like, you don't know where you are. You just met him. He randomly works at a hotel, Bell. Like, no, no, do not do this. And she's smart. She's like, no, no, I'm all. Thank you, though. 
Mm. All right, so we're back to the pit. Uh, Curtis is shitting on the food to Brandon. Andrea comes in to cheer up Brandon. She knows, like, you know, you're stuck at home and everyone else has partied it up. And poor, poor Andrea can't catch a break. Uh, so Curtis says, are you guys dating? And she's like, no. And then he says, well, did you give him the... We were. <laughs> and she's like, did you give him the friendship bracelet? And she's like, no. And he says, why don't you have a friendship bracelet? And she's like, I don't know. And he's like, do you not have any friends? <laughs> like, like she just like, for the, yes. the summer party gets roasted and then shows up here and this nine-year-old, however old this kid is. He gets like, fried by the Blowing her up. He has her figured out within like 30 seconds of meeting her. Like, this chick is in love with this guy and has no friends. <laughs> he's evil. I already told you. He's a fucking black eyed child. Poor Andrea. I just, you know. <laughs> she's so sweet and and just constantly gets shit on by <laughs> everyone in this universe. I have like I have liked her more than I anticipated to. I know I have season. too, but I I think a lot of it though may be pity, honestly, more yes. than actual. It is. Affection. No, I don't know. I think she's it is been okay in general. Like I, yeah, in general. It's just it's mm-hmm. still. I guess it's still that it's Andrea. So you have that. Right. It it sort of colors your perception, like some of the later stuff. I, I guess. I can see why folks made a viewers may have rooted for her and Brandon to get together. I'll say that. I, I like, can, yeah, I do too. Yeah. Not like knowing what we know now. To, mm. Right. All right. So Brandon answers the phone and Dylan's calling and he's like, where's Brenda? And <laughs> Brandon's like, I don't know. He's like, she's in <laughs> Palm Springs. And he's like, no. And he's like trying not to say what's going say on. It, yeah. And then finally he has to say it. And he's like, mm. You know, here's the deal. He's supposed, she's supposed to be here with me. And Brandon does the Brandon thing where he's kind of, you know, like, oh, like, you know, he gets a little <laughs> uppity on it. And he's yeah. like, well, A, I don't know. And B, I don't approve. So don't, yeah. don't ask me to get involved again. Yeah. Uh, uh, a, little judgy, that, a little judgy there, Brandon. Um, well, that's Brandon. He's always judgy. Well, he, I think he also deep down, even though like he likes Dylan, I don't think he trusts him. Like, yeah. I think that's like always been baked into the relationship. Like he likes him as a friend, but I don't think he's ever really trusted him as like a good fit for innocent Brenda. Right. Like he said that to him before, like she's mm-hmm. innocent. Like, don't. Well, and he's also yeah. jealous because he was like, yeah. you know, yeah, when we first met, I thought you'd be, yeah. you'd be fucking me before my sister. <laughs> right. You know, yeah, you gave me all that shit when I tried to, tried to cut you loose. And now you're, now you're all about my sister. What is this? Yeah. It's calling me, I asking do. me where my sister is. Uh-huh. <laughs> I definitely think there's some of that. In. Yeah. It is. It definitely is. Right. So I he's a that headcanon. I just prefer that headcanon to, to uh, Brent, uh, Brenda and Brandon. Hooking up, I, I can't really get on board with the. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I will. Which say. I know is out there. I know that's a thing out there, and I just I won't indulge it. No, I can't. no. Except I mean, you know me. I usually get on board with shit like that, but uh, no, not in this case. Right, so Dylan's party. at the Dylan's at the Desert Mirage, not the Desert Palm Mirage. So <laughs> we find that out. Um, I guess he's in the lobby. I thought he was in his room, but I guess he's in the lobby. Uh, mm-hmm. Because he looks over and his two girls are eyeballing him and he realizes it's someone he knows named Janie. So we don't get much more right there, but he's like, Janie, is that you? And uh, so we have some kind of connection going on, which we'll get to. Yeah. So we come back to the Palm Desert or the Desert Palm Mirage where <laughs> Tom has set up a bed for Brenda in a maintenance closet uh, and for the night. Like she's going to sleep literally in like a janitor's closet on a on a cot. 
And he's like, are you sure you don't want to come back to my place? And I'll sleep on the floor, whatever you need to do. And uh, she's like, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. And he even gives her his number, his address. And he's like, I'm leaving. Like <laughs> Now, to me, if Tom really cared, I feel like he shouldn't have left work. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, he right. should have hung. The hotel's open all night. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like if he really was concerned, he would have said, like, I'm going to stay here, too. Like, I'll sleep over here. Yeah, I'm going to get a room. Here's my room number kind right. of thing. Or here's... Or just, ma- or just stay at work to make sure she gets through the night okay. Because, I mean, someone's going to go in that closet at some point. Like, he's not the only yeah. oh, bellhop yeah. maintenance man cleaning crew. I mean, someone's going in that closet. Like, well, he's not knows, interested it's... in that. It's like, my place or no place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or this right. fucking broom closet. You pick. So, <laughs> kind of blows up Tom's spot. At well, least or I didn't think through enough. <laughs> uh, all right, so we go yeah, back to the house. Yeah. Uh, Kelly and Don are headed to bed. They're excited that grandma's inviting some cute guys to the neighborhood over the next day. So there are things are turning maybe a little bit in, in the silver house. <laughs> uh, we go back to the closet where Brenda's struggling to fall asleep, obviously. Uh, and we go back to the silver uh, estates here. Grandma and grandpa are talking about David. They think he's upset about the divorce and they think he needs some extra attention. So they say, we're going to spend the whole day with him. Tomorrow. Like, <laughs> yep. This poor guy needs us. He needs Gramps and Gramps. Uh, he's having a hard time. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be here for him tomorrow. Uh, then we cut to the staircase where Steve is super pissed to David. He's just giving him all kinds of shit. And just like big Steve douche energy that we usually get once an episode here. Mm-hmm. Uh, just not happy. And, uh, you know, sometimes I can get with him. On this one, I do not. Like, I think he's being a real asshole. Like, David did not make him come here like like right. he could yeah. true he could yeah. just not come like david tried his best to save the day after steve fucked up you know mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. like and it could be a lot worse like right yeah i mean and this yeah, is like, obviously still in this ideal, beautiful house with this pool like who cares you know house. yeah and these people who i mean maybe maybe they're not exactly your speed but they're they could be way bigger assholes about this old situation right. and they're as chill as they could possibly be and they want you yeah. there like they want mm-hmm. to, you know yes cater to you it's like they're, they're mad good yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like what the fuck man very, i feel like this is a very classic. impromptu visit yeah. yeah like i feel like it's classic steve like self-loathing and taking it out on someone else like that's yeah, what we're getting yeah. here like he's mad he fucked up in his house and his plans yeah. get all screwed up and deep and down he's, he's gonna still make just, it everybody's problem yeah and I think, like, at the end of the day, he's just trying to get back with Kelly. And I think he mm. he thinks he had a better shot probably at his house on his terms at his home field. <laughs> now he's mm-hmm. on the road here trying to figure things out. So, again, I think it's him being mad at himself and just taking it out on David. So, uh, But David's tried. He's busted it. So we go back to the closet. Uh, Maid comes in and sees Brenda. But at this point, it seems like it's morning. So she made it through the night. She calls mm. home to let Jim and Cindy know that she's fine, but she really is calling because she wants to talk to Brandon. And Brandon kind of knows the jig, but he's like, um, before he can get all condescending and judgy, she kind of cuts him off and is like, look, I don't have my wallet. I don't know where I am. I'm, I'm at some random hotel. And he, as usual, is like there for her when needs to be. So he, exactly. he stops with the bullshit and he's like, okay, Dylan's at the Palm Desert um, and the rest of them are at David's house. Like, you're good. They're good. So that begs a question, too. Like, did Brenda 
not know they were going to David's house? She must have, right? I guess she just didn't know where oh, it was. She did, but she didn't know where it was. Mm-hmm. And, and what Brandon does here on the phone is he, he tells her, um, you know, it's listed. Here's another 90s moment. It's listed in the white pages. It's the only whatever silver. Henry. Henry. The address. Right. So right. That okay, she, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it's the only Henry Silver in, in the in the address uh, for Palm Springs. So he's basically urging her to go and stay with her there, friends yeah. at the Silvers without so much saying it. It's like, look, right. um, just open <laughs> the white pages and you'll find their address. Get it? And mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, I got it. He's like, so what are you going to do? She And she shoots back at him, where do you think I'm going? You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And... The worst part of the scene that, like, confounded me is why Brandon risked this in the same room as Jim and Cindy. Yes. I know. Go in another room. It wasn't a corded phone. He was on the cordless phone. Like, he's literally, like, six feet from them, whispering in the corner, like, (laughs) Dylan's here. Like, Mm -hmm. like, they don't hear him. He walks over, and he's like, oh, everything's fine, you know? Yeah, naming (laughs) hotels in Palm Springs. Yeah, come on. Yeah. It was odd. It was an odd approach. Um, well, look, I, speaking as an exhausted parent, like, I'm just like, whatever. They're not fucking with me. They're on their own shit. I don't care. Like, yeah, true. They're zoned it, out. It's probably, just whatever. So. But I if mean, you're him, why aren't you getting out of the room? Like, yeah, no, he's dumb. But you Yeah, know. I would have hustled out of that room quick as soon as he heard what was going on. Oh, yeah. So instead, he, like, he walks away, like, but he plays it like he's hiding. It's just weird. He's like, yeah, he's like six feet from them whispering, like. It's not like he's blatantly talking out loud so they would figure it out, you know? It's just, It was just an odd approach. It's almost like they didn't have access to the rest of the set or something. Like, <laughs> just have him, just track him walking down the hallway or something. Right, so yeah, they, you didn't have to go far, just go into yeah. the hall, you know? <laughs> I mean, the only thing I guess is maybe he thought, like, if he walked away, they would think something was up. He was yeah. hiding something. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. All right, so we go to the back to the Silver House. Tuesday shows up, and she's got two friends, and they're basically like grunge bikers like they got the nose ring and the jeans and the you know the leather on and all that so uh not steve's type he's all excited when he answers the door but then when he sees them he's like "Ah," and he backs off he's like i'm Mm -hmm. not not my type um we cut over to the palm desert brenda finds dylan's room she's all uh, excited and he's excited he's like brenda you made it and as she looks in the room there's janie Mm. and that ain't good uh so Brenda immediately goes into Brandon mode, right? Like, I knew I couldn't trust you. I knew you're a piece of shit. I know you're no good for me. And basically dumps him. She's like, I'm done. And Dylan swears. He's like, nothing happened, I promise. And she just storms off. Yeah. Classic. And she, it it is classic, Brenda. And I had forgotten how good she was at this. Mm -hmm. And I had forgotten how good some of their fights are. Because we haven't really seen them have, I mean, we saw, like, uh, some very emotional blowups on both sides when they first got together in that one very classic episode. But as a couple, we haven't seen some of their big moments. And, and I feel like this is going to be the first of many um, because not only does she read him the riot act, she continues ranting as she stomps her way through the hotel lobby, <laughs> <laughs> drawing looks from passersby, which is pretty great. Big Brenda energy. I, I kind of <laughs> low key love this scene. Just the absolute just joy at finally finding him. And then the look on her face. Oh, my God. When she sees Jamie, it's just, like, stunning. Mm-hmm. Like, she's really good in this. Yeah. And then 
Brenda comes back. So I, I, get, I think this is where we went to break. So she comes back to the suite. And Janie wants to explain what happened. She's like, why can't we just be mature? I'm just going to tell you what happened. And Brenda is the opposite of that. She goes, is this your purse? And Janie says, yes. She throws <laughs> this it in the amazing. <laughs> Janie goes Slips to get the purse the and the locks the door. <laughs> that was so cool. <laughs> it's like the coolest thing Brenda's ever done in her whole life. Oh, well, I feel like she's wow. become emboldened. I think she's become emboldened since the slumber party when she mouthed it off. Mm-hmm. And now she's like, takes no shit. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like five episode Brenda would have like sat there and taken it. Mm-hmm. And this Brenda's like, or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like go screw. Like, this is my man. Get the hell out of here. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to do with him. Not you. It's so funny because she does it right after Janie says, let's be mature. <laughs> yeah. And she's just like, fuck that. So she does herself. Well, listen, I feel like Janie did herself no favors by instead of just saying, hey, hey, look, um, I'm really yeah. sorry. I know this looks bad, but I didn't do anything with your boyfriend. Instead, she does this whole, why can't we talk about this like mature individuals? And it's like. Brenda's just done at that point. She's like, mature this bitch. Just throws all her shit out the hallway. (laughs) So Dylan comes in. He's like, where'd Janie go? (laughs) Janie had to leave. I kicked that bitch out. Come on, Brent. Don't be like that. (laughs) And so Dylan says he didn't sleep with Janie. Uh, she grew up with him. They were friends. And Brenda says, well, did you want to sleep with her? And he's like, yeah, but I didn't. In theory. So she's like, well, what the hell? And he's like, well, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, it's about doing and not saying like, yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Like, she's hot. And I know, like, we go way back. Of course I wanted to. Um, but I didn't because of you. And Brenda just goes into full, like, blackout. And she's like, let's just do it. Let's just get it over it. So you shut the hell up. And mm-hmm. you won't go looking for other girls because I won't put out. And then it's done. And Dylan's like, no, like not like this. And she's like, take your clothes off. Stop talking. And we cut away. So we don't. And we just cut happens. away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're back to the peach pit. Brandon and Curtis are still doing their shtick. Uh, Curtis is roasting them. Brandon <laughs> says he's mysterious. And he says, come by tomorrow. And again, a very home alone vibe through all this. Like, oh, yes. With the way Curtis is acting and Brandon and kind of their little sticky back and forth. And you could tell Curtis is a little older than his age and all of that. Well, that's Brandon because he's cute. a. <laughs> well, this is a black eyed child that absorbs yes. life force when you yes. invite him in. So yes. I think that that explains his uh, how he's so wise beyond his years, seemingly. Mm-hmm. See, I told you it checks out. And, and Brandon's just right in, in his trap, just being adorable and trying to help this yeah. little kid. And, I don't know. Yeah, as I'll it's going, it. like, you knew exactly that the B-plot was going to be. Mm-hmm. Every now and then we get the B-plots of Brandon trying to be humanitarian, right? So this is just another one where, mm-hmm. you know, he's always trying to help help the Lesters. And this is, this is another Lester. We started last episode, um, the West Side Story <laughs> remix. Um, and we've seen it with... <laughs> oh, uh, the workers at the restaurant, like, yeah, you know, yeah. we yes. see a bunch of these. The single mom, like, he's always uh, trying to be the hero, so. The basketball players, yeah. All right, so we go back to the pool party. It's rocking, like, there's a lot of guys there, like, promised, and, like, everyone seems to be having a good time. Even the biker chicks are putting the moves on Steve. Nice. He seems to be chilling a little bit, the show the tattoos, and, you know, he seems to be at ease a little bit. He's like, all right, this, this ain't too bad. Like, you know, we're at this awesome house, and we're partying it up. 
out come grandma and grandpa. They're bringing shots out. They're bringing fruit cups. <laughs> like, they're freaking ready to dance in. Like, they're ready to go. And fruit cups. That's what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> they're, like, dancing when they come out. and like. But David is, like, super embarrassed. And he comes over and he's trying to get them, like, to go shopping. He's like, you know, I don't want to screw up your plans. Like, go do whatever you normally do, like, on a random weekday and or weekend and they're like no we just want to drink and party like chill dude like everyone's having a good time tequila uh-huh. <clears throat> yeah like they they just want to live so i'm not gonna lie Kelly, those, those drinks were probably just kool-aid but they looked really yeah, good they did look good yeah, they're trying right they're at least trying and they want to just make david happy and this is what david wants is to party with his friends and they're embracing it so yeah i like this scene I, did, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Again, uh, goals. The, the this old mm-hmm. couple, the yes. rich ass grandparents. Oh my god. Very just, much. Man. Getting all these teenagers so, drunk. That's fucking goals. Um, so is well, this is the silver money like legacy money? I always took it that Mel got rich from being a dentist, but I guess I guess um I, I get the impression that he had like old family money, hence these mm-hmm. rich ass parents slash grandparents but he he probably did because it's a very mel thing to be like oh i'm gonna strike out on my own and and make Mm. my own fortune and and like he probably you know built himself a a pretty strong practice as a dentist but he he didn't have anywhere close to like his parents money you know Mm, mm. i got you but but he wasn't going to be cut out of the will either so and i don't know that do any do either of these die during the course of the show? I'm trying to remember like the I don't, uh, I don't yeah. remember if they even ever come back, do they? I don't know. I can't remember. I mean, I know we're gonna meet his mom later on who right. has a lot yeah, of shit issues. going on. Yeah. He um <clears throat> so my theory is that it was a family practice. Okay. And Mel took it over from the dad. Okay. okay. I like that. Because he's like yeah. a cosmetic dentist for like like rich people right so that mm-hmm. feels like a, a legacy thing that's been around for a while and dad built it up into a big money practice and mel took it over and he retired. took it over that's, that's my one mm-hmm. theory yeah. okay Either so way, dentistry doing... the family business okay yeah they're living well uh so back to the pool kelly's in the pool steve comes or kelly's uh sitting at the side of the pool and steve comes over right i think or one of them one of them's in the yeah. pool one of them's on the side of the pool um yeah. and steve's trying to put the moves he's like but he's doing it in a very sincere way he's not being the usual pervert steve right he's like mm-hmm. listen like we worked real well together i think we should still be together like why can't we be together and kelly wavers a little bit and steve like he's not pushing. he's like just think about it and we'll talk mm-hmm. later, you know. And so he's, he knows like this is a good chance. You could tell maybe this is why he's been so antsy. Like mm-hmm. he wanted to use this opportunity to try and get her back on his side. Yeah. So he at least gets the idea in her head. Yes. And he does it well. I think this was like a good approach from him. It was a good mm-hmm. scene for both of them, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelly looking pretty shredded, um, <laughs> sitting on the side of the pool there. Yeah. Um, yeah. She was in good shape, and then. The thing I love the most about it is in the background, Donna is on a chair reading a book mm-hmm. in the middle of this fucking party. I'm like, <laughs> Donna, what, She's what are you doing? Some race. Like, you, you dress for the cute guys. Like, you brought eight bags mm-hmm. to go to this. That's a great point. To the guys, and yeah. you're sitting by the pool reading a they book. They make them come to you. That's the play. 
No. With, with them? No. I, I highly doubt it. Well, she's sitting there reading, but then she does come over and talks to one of the uh, biker girls and says, will you trade tops with me? Uh, because she likes the leather <laughs> tops. So. <laughs> I, I feel like we're still trying to figure out, like, they're still trying to figure out what Donna's going to be. Like, <laughs> we are, is yeah, who the, is she as a character? What are you? What are you is even? Is she, like, the dorky virgin? Is she a secret bad girl? Like, like what is the, mm-hmm. you know, like, what is it? What are we doing? Is she just so I don't think auxiliary Kelly, yet. but with fewer lines? Mm. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't think they know yet. I think this is to try to figure it out. Um, so David is uh, putting lotion on Tuesday. And we get a funny bit where he basically squirts too much on her. That is like a <laughs> ejaculation uh, okay. allegory. <laughs> they they play it off. Uh, he gets a little excited and, and shoots it on her back. Oh, um, nice. so, wow. So as he's doing that, grandma calls him in and he tells Tuesday, I just wish I had normal grandparents that would like nap. And read and do boring shit instead of party, which Crawl he is totally missing the forest for the yes, door. That's so stupid thing. Is right now. God, what a shit. Children, man. Yeah, Suck. he is missing why this is like a dream scenario. Yeah. <laughs> like he's mm-hmm. way off. Um, so Dylan and Brenda show up, and Brenda says, "Thanks for dropping me off. You can go." And like the Silvers are there. Uh. I think was Steve there? Like, there's like a David. Like, there's a few people there. Yeah, in the house. they all kind of walk up at the same time as Steve and David, um, Kelly and Donna also because Kelly looks at Dylan like, "What did you do?" Yeah. The way, <laughs> yes, and <laughs> she just lights him up in front of yeah. them, like in front just of blows up Dylan's spot, and he's like, "I just want to talk," and she's like, "We're done talking. <laughs> like, get out." Um, so. Tuesday comes over to Steve and says, my friends dig you. And Steve is like, oh, cool. And then he goes over to Dylan and like, he's like, I can't figure out women. And Dylan's like, neither can I. And um, <laughs> you can tell Steve's definitely hung up on Kelly because like these chicks like are pretty good looking and they're all over him. And he's like completely checked out because all he gives a shit about right now is like winning Kelly back. Yeah. Well, I think I like this scene because it gives us the rare uh, Steve and Dylan one-on-one. Mm. Not, not We don't get a lot of it. I mean, I, I, I get the impression that most of this was more behind the scenes. We don't actually see them hanging out really a whole right. lot. But normally, I just always think of Brandon being the, the sort of the go-between, the buffer <laughs> when mm. it comes to Dylan and Steve. Mm-hmm. But um, it's not that they don't have a relationship at all. Like, they're all friends. It's just... Typically, they're they're more of the gang, and you don't see some of these odd pairings. Um, right. And it's funny. I don't think of Dylan as having much of a relationship with anyone outside of the Walshes and Kelly. But, yeah. I mean, later on, he's going to become pretty tight with David. And mm-hmm. here again, you don't think of him and Steve as being very friendly. But, I mean, here they are. And even Andrea, him and Andrea end up building, like, a bond. Yeah. And yep. even Donna at one point. Like, don't him and Donna have something going on at one point kind of yeah well i feel like season four where he was a little bit more um immersed in, in the whole uh beach house scene when he was right. dating kelly you know donna was sort of part of all that mm-hmm. by extension mm-hmm. yeah all right so 
Where the hell are we? We've got a lot more to go here still, huh? Yeah. All right, so they chat up Grandpa. They're trying to figure out women. Uh, Grandpa's going to fire up the grill. He's got burgers. He's got dogs. He's like, your friend's going to be hungry. <laughs> and David, like, read the room. He goes, well, I think we're going to go out for lunch. Like, like you have no, we're not. <laughs> all these girls, all these people at this beautiful pool. At the, like, you're all going to dry off, change up, all take your cars, and drive over to some restaurant. Like, in what world is this happening? Mm-hmm. But they even roll with that. They go, okay, we'll take you to Burger Barn and we'll go put put golf. Like, yeah, they, like they just water slides and they just like, try to roll with whatever right. you know. They're just so fucking adorable. Yeah, they like, no. oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, let's it's go to too it's a great wholesome. I can't stand it. I know, I know. So David says, you know, like. We're going to go, but you, you're not coming. <laughs> like, we'll go to lunch and mini golf on the water slides. It's not you. And Grandpa says, well, your friends like us. And David says, no, they're just being polite. And Grandma's like, you're not being polite. Like, you're the fucking issue. Maybe you don't like us. Mm-hmm. And storms off. And this was like a real rough slap in the yeah. face. Um, and I was glad that Grandma gave him the shit. Like, Me too. Me too. Normally, I think, like, the lazy way would have been they just would have, like, sulked and, like, Okay, David. You know, like kind of like you do what you mm-hmm. want and been sad. Mm-hmm. But they played off like grandma not taking no shit. She's like, <laughs> You're the piece of garbage, not your friends. Like you don't want us around. And she powers off. You know what's funny is <laughs> in my mind, I remember it playing out that way. First of all, I remember this scene being like a bigger moment in the episode where he like calls them out like in front of everybody and makes right, this big right. scene and it's a huge, like embarrassing cringe moment and it's it's really not it's him just kind of pulling them aside and and making an ass of himself but nobody else really knows about it and yeah grandma does call him out on the spot so uh this was not what i i mean it's not it it is i remember the scene but i I totally misremembered how it was presented yeah no i agree i thought it was gonna be more dramatic too like out by the pool like, no one wants you here. You know, like that yeah. kind of. Uh-huh. Yeah. But Dave is too well, timid I, at this point. Like, uh, he's like, it took, this was like enough balls for him. It took him like six scenes alone just to do this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I think a worse, dumber show probably does do that mm-hmm. version of the scene. And it's just a big, melodramatic, stupid moment, you know? Right. But um, this show is written a little bit better. Yes. So. So they're mad. Grandma then talks to Kelly and Donna. Uh, she's kind of holding court with them and uh, and Brenda and kind of talks about like, you know, I thought at one point uh, Henry was cheating and, uh, you know, they pour into communication and marriage. We were wrong. I thought he was hooking up with a secretary and Tuesday's there too listening. And David kind of motions for her to leave and come talk to him. Then we got it in the other room. Grandpa's talking to Stephen Dillon about relationships mm. and trust <laughs> and trouble. So the grandparents are kind of holding court now with all the kids and explaining successful relationships. Uh, David takes Tuesday to the guest room where there's macaws, I guess. Yes. What <laughs> birds these were, but. Rich people birds is what Yes, they that is such a rich old person status symbol. They have a whole fucking suite. It's like a whole room. It with is. Like a bathroom. <laughs> like it's, there's you, you think it was just for the birds? That was it? I think it was just for the birds. I, do, I think it's the, the bird the bird's room. room. It's the birds it's room. The bird's there, room. Mm-hmm. There's like fucking priceless artifacts and shit on the walls like oh, for yeah. the bird. For the bird room. 
Well, listen, those things can be cantankerous. You know, like they, when they get going, like it can be very loud and very annoying. So you've got to put them in a, in a setting where they are very comfortable and won't be disruptive to your guests. So if you've got this many macaws, you better have a dedicated room for them. And so your grandson can go in there and try to hook up with random and try to hook up with right. yeah. Macar. All the birds are traumatized. Look at this. <laughs> All right, so we're in the Macar room, um, and then David has one of the most awkward lines yes. I've ever heard. Yes. When mm. he says, "Like I wanted to lick your shoulder at the pool." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I guess when he was putting want- the lotion. He had to really say, fight the urge to lick her shoulder. I wanted to lick my jizz off your back after <laughs> I erupted early. Fuck. I mean, how are we supposed to take that? Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. It's been a long week. It was just an odd. It was an odd approach. Like, yeah. how about I wanted to kiss you? Like, like that's yeah. I'm how about that? How about that? Keep it classy. But the line works because they start making out. So Tuesday's into this. But then she stops and she's like, I can't do this. And David then takes the biggest verbal beating, this side of Andrea, mm. um, the backhanded beating from here because she's like, You're sweet, um, but I miss my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And so that's shot number one. And she goes, You kind of look like him, but you're less good looking. He's taller. Mm. And then says, my friends just wanted me to hook up with you as revenge, but it's not working. So I can't even pity like, fuck you. Wow. She's like, I first of all, I have a boyfriend. Second of all, he looks like you, but you're uglier and shorter. And third of all, this is like as my friend said I should bang you. I didn't really want to. So it's like just this like triple shot of reality slapping him across the face. Oh, I can't do it with all this wildlife watching. Him. <laughs> I mean, do you think this is karma? Yes. Is this karma for the way he talked to his grandparents? Gotta be. I think so. I think so. Yep, getting a little payback. That was rough. She was rough, man. She could have said it a lot better. She really could have. She didn't have to give all those details. She could have said, you know what? I have a boyfriend. We're going through a rocky point. And I thought this would make me feel better, and it didn't. You're a cool guy. Thanks. I appreciate it. Goodbye. Yeah, or just, <laughs> like, that would have been perfect. Yeah, I don't know. They were already making out, so she was into it at some point. And you just go, like, no, I'm good. And then just go. Like, you don't yeah. you do not do that. <laughs> like, it's well, too she much. got in her feelings, and she just unloaded, I guess. I wonder if they ever got back together. I think she's a one and done, like most of these yeah. characters in this. No, first. I mean her and her boyfriend, the better. Uh, her uh, is, the boyfriend, I'm sure they did. Yeah, I think they yeah, did. Yeah. They, I they, think they, they went back. <clears throat> All right, so David's uh, having a rough day here. Uh, Grandma and Grandpa are still holding court. Now David kind of comes in to listen, and I think he's realizing he's made a few mistakes here this weekend. <clears throat> so we're back to the pit. Brandon's closing up, and he leaves, and out comes Curtis from the darkness, uh, like Tony <laughs> predicted. And he hops, the, he hops the counter, and he's going to rob the register. But Brandon, as he's walking outside, realizes he left the, something inside. I don't know if it was a key or whatever. Uh, so he unlocks the door, heads back in, and he, like, beelines to Curtis, grabs him, <laughs> and throws him against the fucking register. He's like... Like, he's acting like he literally just caught, like, Jesse James. Like, I mean, he, like, grabs this kid and, like, are you trying to, st- yeah. I was waiting, he's trying to steal my scratch? Uh, but no, he's like, you know, basically, like, what is, 
you know, you're just like a brat that rips people off that are nice to you. And like, he's going into like, we were seeing the shades of Brandon completely in this episode. We saw condescending Brandon early. Then we saw like savior of the world, Brandon. And now we see like, everyone's out to get me, Brandon. Mm -hmm. Uh We've seen a bunch as well. And we see that right away here where he just assumes Curtis is like taking advantage of him, which I guess he kind of was, but I don't think it was like Brandon in particular. I think he just was thinking he could do this. So Mm-hmm. He says, I'm going to call your parents. What's the number? And he, Curtis is like, I don't have a phone. And Brandon's like, yeah, right. Like, what's your number? I'm going to call your parents and tell them what's going on. And Curtis says that him, his mom, and his brother are homeless. They live off spare change. And he thought he could take money from the register to help them out. And Brandon backs down. And he's like, look, I won't tell anyone. Uh, and Curtis says, please don't. Like, I don't want anyone to know I'm homeless. Like, I'll figure it out. And Brandon says, like, I'm going to cook some food for you and your family. So he does. And we get the payoff of Curtis saying the fries are good now. And Brandon makes a burger for his mom because that's her favorite. And Brandon says, like, bring your mom by and maybe we can help. And then in the best moment, Brandon gives him his friendship bracelet. And Curtis, like, swoons. Like, he's like, you're giving me your bracelet? And Brandon's like, yeah. So. I thought this was really good. Like, I think, you know, we've seen a lot of Brandon trying to save people, but I thought this was like one of the most well done. Like it really hit, like you could tell, like they just tied it together. Well with the bracelet, the, um, the food, Curtis bag of the food. And now like he's enjoying it because the weight's off his shoulders and like Brandon feeling for him. Like, I just, I just thought like this tale of his little weekend here from start to finish was like really well done. Um, I I find it funny that I, I'm very uh, sympathetic and, and swoon, swooning over the, the rich-ass old people <laughs> on one side of this episode versus the little kid in the in the B-plot that I'm, like, watching it going, God, this show has got to dump these little kids. <laughs> it's such a drag. <laughs> Nobody yeah, but Brandon, see. I thought Brandon hits, you know? <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying, like... I just feel like the reason people watch these shows a lot of times, you guys tell me, okay, because I'm not the one to say, but I feel like the reason, uh, one of the reasons people like to watch these shows is because they don't have to look at little kids all day, theirs or someone else's, Um, because it's a very adult world where, let's face it, when you add a kid into the mix in a show like this, it just tends to make things more boring, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And you don't want to deal with all that. And um, you guys being parents, not me, can confirm or deny. Like, do you want to watch little little kids and in, in your in your teen drama, your melodrama? Well, I mean, technically, I guess they're all children, but um, little children though, like <laughs> little children who don't have characters and you can't do anything with. You know, like I just. Yeah, I mean, it's not my favorite thing for sure, but. I just push back on that all even though it's it's not well it's not badly handled in this episode no. I'll grant you I just I just have an aversion to it is all I, I like the change in Brandon from absolute bouncer uh to <laughs> yeah. just just absolutely melting this little kid you know and mm. uh like you know it was a real sweet moment mm-hmm. and uh but you know I think he would have had a better time in Palm Springs and he probably should have just done that yeah I was gonna well say, he had to work no, he had to work. No. He had to work so that he could work well, he's working his dad, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Putting in more work so... there than at the beach pit. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're okay. Those greasy ass fries. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, He's let's face better. it, I sure hope he did not send that little kid home with fries because there's no way those are going to survive. <laughs> like, those are going to be cold, soggy as shit by the time he gets oh, back I made the first week. Also, could he not have, like, yeah. maybe found them, you know, somewhere to, like, stay for the, the night? social worker, like, yeah. Well, no, he did say it, though. Like, so I was trying to remember, and for some reason, it, like, did she end up, she doesn't come work there, right? I, I think I'm mixing it up. I think I'm thinking of, uh... Are you thinking of oh. Hillary Swank? <laughs> no, Her no, that. Is it villains? No, oh, Ariel, um, Ariel and Suzanne or whatever. Eric yeah, Suzanne mom. does work at the Peach Pit for a minute, but she was a con artist. Sorry, spoilers. <laughs> All right, All right. But that's yeah, that's her that I'm thinking of. Well, no, you'll forget. I, I was trying to remember, like, I was trying to remember if he brings the mom back and he she gets a job because that's kind of what Brandon says. He's like, mm-hmm. bring her here and we can help you out, like if she needs work, you know. So yeah, we'll I, I don't. I, I have some big memory of that actually happening, but maybe, maybe it does. Not. We'll see. All right, we're back to the house. Everyone's playing charades now. They're all having a good time. Everyone's feeling it. Grandma, Grandpa, David's back in the fold. Uh, Dylan's leading the way, and he pantomimes pretty woman. Grandpa guesses it right. Brenda swoons a bit, just like Curtis did. Um, And her and Dylan walk off to talk. Steve comes over to Kelly and asks about the discussion, and he's kind of talking through everything, like, you know, we're good together and this and that. And Kelly actually strings him along a bit, and then it's like, no. <laughs> and then just walked through. <laughs> oh, no. That so was... more shooting down here. David, that Steve, like, we've had a rough rough night. Yeah. She gave him the little kiss, too. The little, like, pity cheek kiss. Oh, yeah. That was rough. Well, she just knows. Like, it just didn't work. Yeah, yeah. Know? I mean, she's not she's wrong. like an asshole. Yeah. And, and he's All not right. going to get it any other way unless she's savage. Right. Right. Wow. And I didn't actually think she was even too savage here. Like, I think she, I think savage. this was her. Yeah, I think it was her way of trying to let him down a little easy, but then she kind of resists being like, no. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, all right. David makes events with the grandparents. They're good to go. And basically, like, you know, it was great meeting your friends. And David's like, well, actually, my best friend's name's Scott. And he says, maybe we can come back next weekend. And in a funny little twist, he walks away, and Grandma and Grandpa are like, oh, again? Like, next oh, weekend? Yeah, you know, so it's kind of funny, like, a yeah, little funny payoff that they don't want uh, to do with this. And by the way, isn't it just the second night? Uh, we only saw one overnight so far, you know, Brenda in the hotel, and then she shows up mm-hmm. the next day. So isn't it just, like, Saturday at this point? Or oh, Yeah, I maybe- think this is night two. Yeah, so the weekend is not even over yet. It's like right. they're kind of they're kind of making it look like it is, but okay, it's a three day weekend. You've got not only Sunday but Monday too. Right, right. And Unless they're leaving Monday Sunday. Plans. I mean, there's a chance yeah. maybe they don't stay for the whole three days. Maybe they, know, but... yeah, maybe they make tracks a little early, but still. I think it's just David getting excited. Like, all right, mm-hmm. you guys are cool. You're right, mm-hmm. and he remembered Scott said he'd never been here, so maybe I should bring him too. I would like to note during this scene when they all make up with the grandparents that the grandparents are scooping ice cream and making this Mm -hmm. tray of cookies. It looks absolutely incredible. And I want to just like take it and make it like a little cookie sandwich with the ice cream. Were you Mm -hmm. mentally trying to project yourself into this scene, Jenny? A little bit. Yeah, I could see myself eating one of those cookies for sure. I was too. 
It's my favorite. I could go for a cookie sandwich. Oh, and the, uh, by the way, the, the grandpa wearing his, uh, cow print, uh, robe. They're a robe family. (laughs) They are a robe family. They've got some great ones. Well, charades was a hit. So everyone's back on board. Uh, we're outside where Brenda and Dylan are kind of doing this weird, passive-aggressive escalation to a fight, but not really. Mm-hmm. And Dylan's still kind of holding the line that he didn't do shit wrong. And so Brenda's like, well, you know, maybe you need to be made jealous and mentions Tom, you know, Tom the Bellhop. Mm-hmm. And Dylan's like, what do you mean, Tom the Bellhop? And they end up kind of laughing and seeming okay, I guess, but you could feel like a little bit of not fully right with them like there's a little bit of tension in the in the room yeah um jenny i don't know i i got the sense that it seemed like they were past this little tiff after getting the the pep talk from the grandparents and having a good time but then to bring it up again Mm. definitely does make me think there's some residual something ain't all quite right here well it's a very brenda thing too she can't let shit go can't let it go um of course there's gonna be another dig you know Mm -hmm. and and they try to laugh it off you know like you know like he goes dumb like making fun of (laughs) she's like thomas yeah um so i think yeah it's it's like an awkward like okay um Mm -hmm. we we both know we're right kind of thing and we're just gonna pretend like that didn't happen i guess Uh uh-huh mm-hmm Man. All right, back to the Walsh house uh, where Brandon comes in and uh, Jim and Cindy are watching the news and the show in Palm Springs. And Brandon's like, wow, like looks crazy there. Uh, And Jim says, you know what? We thought about it and you've been working your ass off this weekend while everyone's having fun party and we're going to help you get a new car. And Brandon says, you know what? I'll get by Mondale for a bit longer. I'm okay. We don't need a new car. And he then he says, I love you. And he walks off. So. Obviously, Curtis, you know, being in this rough shape, gave Brandon a little perspective on life that maybe he doesn't have it so bad after all that. There are people out there much worse off than him, and he should have shut up and be happy. I guess. I just, I can't believe that Jim, Big Jim, caved after <laughs> one weekend, Brandon gives up of, oh, woe is me. I'm going to work on a holiday weekend. Like, a big deal. <laughs> But Jim is just so impressed because everything Brandon does is just so impressive to Jim, even when he's out getting DUIs. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I guess, you know, I guess I can help you out. And then, like a big dumbass, Brandon is going to wave it off. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe you can still play that card later. You can you can kind of be like, eh, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't take you up on it first time around, but, but maybe I can... Um, I can parlay that into an even bigger play later on. We'll see. But oh for God. now, Brandon is gonna Brandon is gonna um, stick with Mondale, I guess. Rare uh, parenting miss for Daddy Jim, mm-hmm. you know. He's, He's just got a real blind hurt, spot think, when it comes he, to Brandon. Yeah, you know? yeah, I think. Well, I think seeing that party on TV and like all the all these kids blowing off responsibility right, to go party right. like i think it just resonated with him in that moment so but it's been a soft moment where he's like you know what all these other kids are there 
being dinks and living it up. And here's my son coming home from work at a double for the third day in a row or whatever. And, you know, you know what? Maybe he deserves a break, you know? We just we just needed Cindy to be like, Jim, it looks just like Boca Raton in 1988. <laughs> really did. Uh, so that's it. That wraps the episode, which I thought was a fun one. You know, we get a lot of focus on David. We kind of saw what, more about what motivates him, uh, which is just wanting to be liked and feel cool. But also the history, we got some history about his family and where things stand. Uh, we got some big Brenda and Dylan stuff here, too, as they have more ups and downs. A little bit volatile with the relationship. They're still obviously not getting it on. Uh, you know, we see the usual Steve arc, right? Where he's an asshole. Then mm. he kind of gets the reality in his face. And then he kind of is nice by the end of it. Uh, we get some good typical Brandon stuff, too. I thought the B-plot story was solid. I didn't find it overbearing. Um, I thought it, it worked well. And Brandon gets a little perspective and kept him busy on his long weekend. And I thought overall this was a pretty fun episode. I was actually enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, yeah, I will back that up as well. It's it's a David episode, which hey, mm-hmm. that's a first here in this yeah. show. We haven't seen much of David at all, um, so to see him get the focus for uh, this one-off episode here is pretty good. It also makes uh, decent use of the entire cast. We get everyone in there at, at one point or another even if they don't have a ton of screen time, um, which is rare for this first season. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's just a lot of fun. Like the grandparent characters are just, maybe it's just me at at my age now or place in life or whatever, but it's, it's achingly wholesome, almost sickeningly wholesome, (laughs) but, but extremely watchable at the same time. And I just, it's, it's one that I feel like is, if not the strongest episode in the world, um, maybe a personal favorite. So I'm, I'm kind of high on this one. Yeah. I mean, I, I would agree with that. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I think I'm a little bit higher on some of the stuff than you guys are, but uh, okay. yeah, it was a good, good episode overall. All right. Well, let's see what we have for our awards. So uh, best scene. I had two. I had, uh, and, and the one's not even just the whole Brenda from when she throws the purse in the hallway to demanding Dylan to get naked yes. to anger yes. bank yes. was great. And then uh, Brenda catching Curtis. I mean, uh, Brandon catching Curtis and throwing him against um, against the register. Um, my best scene was definitely Brenda hurling Jenny's purse out the door yes. and then throwing her out. <laughs> That is what an unceremonious exit from the episode. <laughs> oh God, I loved it. Jenny, is that are you gonna uh, make it a trifecta? Oh, oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Best part of the awesome. episode. All right, most important scene. Uh, a tough one here. Like I debated Kelly turning down Steve, but I ended up going with Brent, uh, Brenda and Dylan's fight and reconciliation. Like kind of two scenes, I guess, but. Mm-hmm. Like it just showcases their volatility in their relationship. That's going to be an ongoing deal. So they run very hot both ways. Like when they're mad, they're hot. And yeah. when they're happy, they're hot. So like nothing else really stood out as like long-term important for the show. I definitely had that too. Honorable mention. I would say it's not an important scene in this episode. It's just, in hindsight, it, it's kind of good foreshadowing is, is just David blowing off Scott 
which is right. sort of the first of many times I think we're going to see that happening. I don't think uh, it's even and we the know first. it may not have even been. Well, I guess if you look at the uh, the AIDS episode, yeah, like, which, like, I feel like he's done it already. And even that party, like in the first one, he kind of to hang out with Steve. Yeah, oh, that's right. Kinda, he, he ditches him. Um, yeah, that was sort of unintended. This one was one where it, it felt a little bit more like right purposely like yeah he had the cover of well he probably won't be able to go anyway but you also get the sense of he doesn't really want him there right um but which i, I think is super realistic their relationship like oh i do too you know your friend growing up your childhood friend uh-huh. i mean it's a trope right like, you even see it like in oh yeah like Cobra Kai, right like with hawk and he, like it's like that typical your old nerdy friend doing nerdy child stuff and yeah. suddenly you find yourself in high school feeling like you're going to be cool and you kind of maybe fall into a crowd and turn your back on that. And maybe later you reconcile. It's like that kind of arc. And it's, I think it's very relatable. I think it's one of the most relatable things they have on the show. I mean, I've either been that friend or had that friend at mm-hmm. different points. So I can, I can see both sides of the equation. I was also thinking about for important scenes um, when all the ones where David talked about his parents and their divorce, because later on that will definitely mm, be like a yeah. huge thing in the show. Yeah, yeah that's a good that's one. A, that's a great one. All right, most nineties look, I don't know if you, I feel like you just always go with like any of their clothes. So I try and like be a little different, but I kind of went Tuesday's friends. Um, that felt like <laughs> very nineties biker look like it almost was a little ahead of its time, the way they were dressed, like the grunginess of it. But mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. know. The, just the look of theirs felt 90s, even if it was like ahead of its time 90s. I went with the Guatemalan friendship bracelet. Yeah, that's a good one, yeah. <laughs> that's a good one, yeah. Um, I've got the sort of the one-two punch of Dylan's baggy pants with his uh, mm-hmm. purple button-up shirt <laughs> with like this black like pattern like they looked like little diamonds that mm. were embroidered on it i don't know what was happening Rinsey-esque. there esque yeah, right um honorable mention to uh grandpa silver's cow print robe of course yes naturally uh all right most 90s moment uh, i'm sorry jane did you have one um for 90s moment or look no, I'm sorry. 90s look. I think I skipped you. The friendship bracelet. Oh, that's right. You said. Okay. Yeah. All right. 90s moments. Um, to me, it's uh, two things. It's the no cell phones leading yes. to this giant debacle, mm. and also Curtis as the Kevin McAllister cosplay. Like, <laughs> it, I mean, it literally was. It's like they watched Home Alone and immediately wrote this character in. Like, we need our own Kevin. <laughs> this felt very much like it. Like, I'm surprised that the episode wasn't. He snuck in to rob it, and real robbers came in, and he thwarted them. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that would have been next level, y'all. Um, and then it turns out to be an inside job. Like, uh, Nat put him up to it, and is like, (laughs) he's like the head of this criminal empire. (laughs) Oh shit. (laughs) Um, I don't know where that came from. I also had, yeah, I definitely had the the cell phone issue there, but um. So that's a 90s moment for the absence of something, for the mm-hmm. inclusion of something very 90s. I had the uh, giant alligator pool float that Steve is, <laughs> is uh, chatting up Kelly on in Bulb Springs. I I just always, whenever I see that thing, I feel like everybody had one. And it's mm-hmm. it's such a it's just such a 90s relic. Like, I don't know that, I'm sure they still exist today, but that particular 
float was just something that everybody had through the 90s. And, you know, you always break it out at the pool when you know you're having a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to go with the uh, no cell phone thing as well. And also, uh, honorable mention for the white pages. Yes. Uh, a good one too. Yeah. All right, lesson learned. Yeah. I went with don't be a dick if you have cool grandparents. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and write down yeah. addresses. <laughs> right, yeah, write down your address all the time. Um, you know, I, don't don't make your fries so greasy, Brandon. Um, mm. no. I mean, lesson learned, like, don't jump to conclusions, I guess, maybe with Brenda. I don't know. Mm. That's a good one. Um, I'm going to add uh, save and invest wisely in your youth so that you can grow up to be uh, rich-ass grandparents yes. like the Silvers. Mm. I like that. All right, best hookup. I went with David and Tuesday just based on the, uh, the macaw room scene and then the, the squirting <laughs> of the lotion on the shoulder. Uh, it actually felt pretty natural. Like, yeah. if you said this was like Brian Austin Green's girlfriend or something, I'd believe you. Like, like they had a pretty easy back and forth. I went with Grandma yeah. and Grandpa in the hot tub. There you go. Um, as far as main characters, I, I guess I'll go with with David and Tuesday. By the way, that macaw scene is is I'm playing it back in my mind and thinking of another '90s fashion thing, which are uh, David's ugly ass sandals. Remember those oh, ugly ass sandals? Yeah. Everybody yeah, put yeah, straps. Yeah. Those yep. hideous straps everybody had in the nineties. Some people yep, still have, I guess. I, I noticed that too. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, those are brutal. Yeah. All right, best quote. Uh, I had a, only a few here. Not as many as usual. Uh, it's like when the geese go south or north or wherever they go. That was Brenda. <laughs> Yes. Uh, should I hold off and just give the Johnny Depp, Johnny Depp attitude type thing, David, to Steve? Uh, a really good David pickup line goes, your name's Tuesday. That's my favorite day of the week. So that was pretty <laughs> good. And uh, Dylan's favorite day of the week. Dylan big defense when, he, when him and Janie get caught. Wanting and doing are two different things. <laughs> uh, very direct with his thoughts there. Oh, boy. Well, you pretty much already said it earlier. Um, it was when Tuesday finally uh, has her breakdown, making out with David, and says, I miss my boyfriend. He blew me off. You kind of look like him, except he's better looking and taller. <laughs> Such savagery. I, I liked, uh, really wanted to lick your shoulder and um, mm. <clears throat> stop talking, take off your clothes. Uh, mm. A lot of horny quotes in this one. Um, I think I think Steve says early, uh, don't leave me alone with David Silver when he's trying to yeah, talk. That was good too. Yeah, that was good. All right, final grade. Uh, I like this quite a bit. It actually reminded me an amount of the uh, party. The one you kept mentioning it this episode, Tim, with where Brandon gets drunk, but of that mm-hmm. one where they're having the house parties. This felt similar to that, same kind of vibe. I gave seven and a half to that. I went seven for this one. Uh, I feel like it was a little, uh, I, I'd have a little bit lower just because the the gravity of the Brandon stuff and that other one was was more important. Um, where you know he gets the DUI and all that. So and we learned he has a potential substance use problem that we have to keep in check as we go forward. So this felt like really good, just a step behind. But I, I really enjoyed like huge chunks of this and um, continues what's been a little bit of an up and down run. We kind of hit those two big ones with the. Uh, AIDS party, the AIDS one, and then the house party, 
And then since then, it's kind of been shaky good, shaky good, right? Our last four. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we're back. I thought this was a really good episode. I do too. I'm I'm gonna go a little bit higher than you. Um, my instinct is is to actually give it an eight, but I feel like I'm I feel like I'm just kind of overrating it in the moment, and, and I'm not mm-hmm. fully trusting my instinct there. So I'm gonna back off of that and give it a seven and a half. So a little bit higher than you, but but we're we're pretty close and and digging. Uh, the the first of I think many Palm Springs episodes are yes, going to be yes. a, a real gift a real gift for this show that keeps yeah, on Palm Springs is definitely becomes like a locale in uh, a big locale I mean even at seven and a half for me it's a top five episode like yeah. I have the one two nines and two seven and a half uh, a seven and a half and a seven so it's it's like the fifth best that we've seen out of the fifteen so it's pretty good. I am with you, Tim. Uh, I, I almost did the eight as well, and then I kind of backed off because I did remember, you know, next Palm Springs episodes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm at seven and a half as well. Excellent. All right. Let's do our trackers, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, new characters. I had Curtis. I had Tom the Bellhop, who, of course, <laughs> we'll see again someday. And uh, Janie. Anyone I missed? As our, oh, and how did grandparents. Grandparents and the... Uh, Grandpa and Grandma, jeez. Tuesday? Mm-hmm. She count? And Tuesday, wow, I missed a lot. I must have mm-hmm. checked out hard. Uh, all right, hang on one sure second. Grandpa did. Silver. <laughs> I have to take all these notes. It's a lot of writing. <laughs> uh, Grandma Silver. Tuesday. Do you want Tuesday's friends? I don't know that they got names. Do we know? Yeah, they didn't even really talk Wednesday and right, Thursday. No shit. <laughs> That's well, that was a joke. Didn't Steve say that at yeah, one point I or something? Yeah, I think he did. Let me see if I can Call find... Call me out for stealing Steve's jokes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, relationships. I had David and Tuesday, Dylan and Janie, and Brandon and Curtis uh, for our relationships. And then uh, lo- places and things, really, the only debuting location was Palm Springs, which is a big one. So we had to call that out specifically. Right. Uh, real quick, our music on this episode that we did not hear. Uh, a great oldie song, Apples, Peaches, Pumpkin Pie by Jay and the Techniques was playing at the Peach Pit. It's a good song. Uh, La Bamba by Richie Valens was playing. Mm. Uh, it's just in Palm Springs. I'm guessing that's when they're arriving in Palm Springs. When they're Probably the drive where they do the weird yeah. B-roll thing of Boca Raton from the 80s. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I did not expect this to be the song that was playing at the pool, but the party at Silver's grandparents was uh, Tequila by the Champs. So <laughs> I don't know if that's when they come out dancing, maybe the grandparents Probably, with the yeah. Jello shots. That's what I'm picturing. Yeah. yeah. The Jello shots. Uh, so this is a vicious song there. Uh, any luck on the names, Tim, before we do the rankings? Uh, luck on the names. I'm trying to find the scene, but Hulu is not really cooperating with me. So. Oh, Adele and Henry? That's the grandparents. Oh, the grandparents. There's the grandparents. Oh, yeah, no. Good, good pickup, because I wasn't yeah. sure of their names either. Um, yeah, well, okay, here's the scene where they arrive. All right, so hope I'm not too early. Brought my friends to meet your friend. Uh, and... I don't think she says the name. Oh, no name. Does. No name. Okay, we're not going to count them. They don't really do okay. much. All right. Um, all right, so let's do our character rankings. We got Nat and Jackie at the bottom, as usual, with goose eggs. Um, <laughs> I, I think... Uh, I think Cindy's next. She doesn't really do anything in this episode. This is like one of her worst performances yeah, she's so far. Barely present. Yep. She just All kind right, of frets so. about Brenda, and that's it. 
Um, so she's there, and then I guess Scott is next. Yeah, he's kind of barely in it too. And then um, Andrea. Andre, either Andrea or Jim. I think Jim does more than Andrea. He gets the funny Jim, line. Jim, I mean, Brandon yeah, Jim whining. is at least in like two scenes or three scenes. And he gets Andre. that line about Brandon complaining was funny when he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, right now." Mm-hmm. Like, um, I mean, yeah, okay, Andrea so, just gets showed up, just shows up and gets roasted by a seven-year-old. So. <laughs> All right. So would you have Jim below Donna? Um, yeah, you know what? Let's give Donna the bump just for shits and grins. Finally. I mean, it's kind of a pity, pity bump, but at least she's a character in the episode, which she often is not. (laughs) Right. True. All right. So we got Scott, Andrea, Jim, Donna. Um, and then, so that leaves us with Dylan, Steve, Kelly, David and the Walshes. Wow. And we're not going to rank the grandparents. I mean, they're not around anymore, so. Sure, yeah. Uh, they'd be our one and two if we did that. No. Um, well, who's your number one? My number one. Is it Brandon? He's not really might be enough. David. Brenda. It's Brenda. What are y'all talking yeah, about? Yeah, let's say Brenda. Let's say Brenda. What are we doing? Then David? <laughs> yeah, Brenda. Yeah. David. Okay. Yeah. And then Brandon. The middle. Yeah. No. Do you think? And then Dylan. Well, uh, see, I just didn't Steve. like his plot. <laughs> Even yeah, though I, know. Funny, I, know you I just don't like his plot. <laughs> well, Steve was good too. Steve was good. Did you like Steve better than? All right. I think Kelly's above Donna. I think we know that much. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And then yes. I think Dylan's above Kelly. Mm-hmm. So that just leaves us yes. with Brandon and Steve um, for these third and fourth slots this week i would go i would go steve over brandon but i'll i'll cave to consensus on this i one. think i'd go brandon over steve for yeah. this one i yeah. think he was really good in those scenes uh okay all right so we got jackie and that at the bottom then cindy scott andrea jim dylan kelly i'm sorry jim donna kelly dylan steve brandon david Brenda. So this should shake up our rankings, I think, a little bit, which I'm going to go over while you, Tim, tell us about North-South Connection. Okay, I'd love to tell you about North-South Connection. The North-South Connection. North-South Connection. The North-South Connection podcast is where you are hearing this show right now. So if you're enjoying 9021 No So, you should subscribe today if you're not subscribed already. This, this uh, network has a lot of great content. You can find uh, things that are centered on pop culture, like this very show. You can also find a lot of pro wrestling-themed shows and sort of a different flavor of, of pro wrestling podcast here on North-South Connection. Take more of a, an analytical approach, more of an original approach than I think your run-of-the-mill wrestling podcast you will find. So if that is your bag, uh, check all that out here on the North-South Connection this is, of course, part of the what we call the quad of pods associated with Place to Be Nation. We have as well uh, the Place to Be Nation pop experience where you've got just a real round robin of, of pop culture centered shows, uh, topics covering movies and television. Uh, right now, I am part of uh, what is known as Pop Goes to the Couch, where we are talking some of the Disney Plus content that you'll find uh, right now, specifically Book of Boba Fett. 
so not all of us are necessarily digging that show. I may <laughs> cop to that. Um, but that's going to be wrapping up here shortly. We're pu- pulling double duty on Pop Goes to the Couch, talking uh, Peacemaker as well, the HBO Plus sensation with John Cena, uh, spinning out of the, the great The Suicide film from last year. So if you like that movie, like that show, um, check out the podcast. We are all, spoiler, digging Peacemaker right now. Can't get enough of that. Um, We have Place to Be Nation wrestling as well, so more professional wrestling related content. That is exclusively professional wrestling content on your Place to Be Nation wrestling feed. Rounding out the quad of pods is the Jenny position that is curated by our guest here today, Mm -hmm. Jennifer Smith. Jenny, would you like to tell the fine folks what they can find on your network? Hey, uh, you can find a lot of cool shows on the Jenny position, uh, like you heard about Pluto, where I watch cool uh, shows with cool people on Pluto, and it's always a blast. There's um, a CSI one right now. There's a mm-hmm. 90210 reboot that might mm-hmm. be uh, of interest to your audience, uh, where me and Johnny C watched, I think it was like the second episode. Of oh, that wow. show. That um, 2008 show? Yeah, the 2008 one. So, mm. um, and this is a live watch podcast, yes? So you, you yeah, watch yes. and talk about it uh, yep. during the, the podcast. So yes. cool concept. A lot of fun. Yep. Um, and then also you can hear um, Freak Out Drive-In. The latest one uh, is one by my friend Rocco. And we watched Sleepaway Camp. And that was really fun. Classic. And, yeah, right? And uh, Tim, you and I will do a talk and pop at some point, probably. We will, then. yes. Um, I think we'll do a freak out driving at some point, also. Yeah, we probably will we'll do that too. I think we'll do a Pluto at some point. <laughs> Look, it's just a me and Tim network. That's all we do <laughs> is just me and Tim all the time. Well, we already have a, a topic for, for Pluto. We just haven't scheduled it yet, just because right. some craziness after the first of this year. But um, you're recruiting folks for uh, Freak Out Drive-In as well, which I am. I am always down for some horror. Um, JT, I know you're not, but that's okay. <laughs> Big time fan. Big time we, horror uh, guy. Don't believe he's a liar. Um, yeah, and then another show called uh, Bianca's First Time where I watch uh, movies with my friend Bianca where for the, her first time. And um, that's really fun, too. So a lot of cool stuff over there. You can follow all that on the Facebook page or on Twitter at Jenny Position. Excellent. All right, and I want to thank everyone that's been uh, subscribed to North South Connection as we reach our third birthday as a podcast network. Mm. And you know, if you want to give us a birthday gift, because we don't ask for much, honestly, mm. just share it with a friend. Give us a rating and a review on iTunes. That's all I ask. I don't ask for much more than that. Continue yeah. to churn out this content. All right, let's get through this character ranking, and then we'll wrap this up. So here's our all-time standings. In last place, 13th place, but still with the strong score for that one episode, uh, is Jackie Taylor with 13 points. <laughs> Napasuccio uh, checks in with 24 points. Donna Martin, 46. So a little jump for her, but still near the bottom. Okay. Uh, Scott Scanlon with 56. And then we get our big jump to the next tier with Andre Zuckerman with 84. David Silver up to 98 points. Uh, right on the heels of now of Jim Walsh, who's at 103. Dylan McKay is at 106, and then Kelly Taylor just above him at 110. Cindy Walsh down from fourth to third place with 114, passing her Steve Sanders at 117. So big episode switch there. Cindy had the kind of weak performance. And then we have the Mm. big jump to the top tier 
uh, as Brenda Walsh comes in with 162 points. And Brandon uh, clinging to his lead now after this episode <laughs> with just 163. So he's only one ahead of his sister. Uh, wow. Dylan has really fallen off. At one point, yeah. he, was, he was knocking on the door uh, of the top, but he had those episodes that he missed and then uh, was an ancillary character on a couple as well. So I'm curious once he becomes like a full time and really starts to hit, like if he can make up, like rapidly make up ground or if it's too late. Nah, he's got room. Yeah, he's well, it's... Behind. I mean, that's a lot. But there are a spotty, lot of... Uh, yeah, I feel like as spotty <laughs> as his appearances are in this first season, it's impressive that he's placed mm-hmm. as highly as mm-hmm. he is right now. So when he does become pretty much a regular fixture, I do think he'll make up Brown pretty fast. I mean, just thinking in terms of what my favorite memories of this series are throughout like its whole run, it's... Mm-hmm. Like 90% Dylan stuff. So, um, I mean, we'll see if that holds on this rewatch, but I just I just have a feeling he's going to take us by storm in our rankings. I'll be exciting to see if he can uh, pass them eventually. So, All right, that'll do it. Jenny, thanks for joining us. Hope to have you back soon. Be sure to check out everything over the Jenny position as well as everything else Tim uh, and Jenny talked about a few moments ago. And we'll be back in about two to three weeks with episode 16 I'm really looking forward to it. Make sure you have a little dim sum, a little dim sum, and we'll talk to you then. Take care. Thank you.